For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile. And the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time. There's Granger, Offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. Are you kidding me? You are looking live. Winning cures everything. Now for your hosts, Gary and Chris. Welcome in, welcome in. It is Thursday, November the 5th. I'm Gary. And I'm Chris. And Chris, how's your day going, buddy? Uh, ended early for me, so it's good. I'll take an early, easy Thursday. Let me, uh, let me, let me tell you exactly how my day is going here. Uh, yeah, not as good as mine, I assure you. I know that. That is how my day is going. <laughs> <laughs> I, uh, so my wife last night started running fever, had body aches, had a headache, still has them today, all that good stuff. Had to go take a COVID test. So we are still awaiting results on that. I have no symptoms. My son has no symptoms. However, we could not take him over to uh, my parents. Of course, my parents are uh, a little little older than we are. You know, got uh, got some medical conditions and whatnot. So can't, uh, can't do that. So we're, you know, it's been a different kind of day than I am used to. And I got to tell you, I have got to get back in shape because chasing after a two-year-old all day is rough business, brother. Like, <laughs> that is some hardcore stuff. So, it's been fun, though. i I, I got to tell you, I haven't been on the computer all day. And it, it we're recording this now. It's 3.51 p.m. Central. So, I've gone the entire day. Took off work, just chased him around. And it's been kind of fun. So, I, uh, I will be prepped for college football this evening. I am ready to rock and roll. Let's go through the rundown, of course. WinningCuresEverything.com is the website. Make sure you are subscribed everywhere you need to be subscribed. This is a podcast exclusive. You can't get this one on YouTube, etc. So if you're listening, we appreciate you for signing up and for grabbing the podcast, of course. Uh, share the show out. Tell your friends about it. Make sure that you go ahead and leave some nice five-star reviews for us over on Apple Podcasts. That would help us out tremendously. Our numbers have been through the freaking roof lately. And we certainly appreciate that. We hope that you will continue to download and you will continue to spread the word and tell people about the show. That is, of course, the best advertising out there. Go over to sbrpicks.com slash NCAAF. Most of our college football content will be over there. We do three shows a week over on their YouTube page, and we each write an article for them every week. goes up typically on Thursdays, so ours is already up with our picks for the week. And we do a Monday Opening line show, we do a Tuesday flagship show where we do deep dives into the biggest and most interesting games, along with giving out our official picks for the week. And then we do a closing line show on Saturday at 11 a.m. Eastern time. So go and check that bad boy out and uh, make sure you are subscribed to the Sportsbook Review YouTube page. Chris, let's go ahead and start off with the viewing guide for this week. Uh, that We had Maxion on Wednesday night, and next week we will have it on Tuesday and Wednesday night, so I cannot wait for that. This week, however, we have already passed through the Maxion. We are on to Thursday, and that would be this evening. So if you go ahead and download this prior to, uh, we've got Utah State, Nevada on FS1 at 6 p.m. Central. We've got Wyoming and Colorado State at 8 p.m. on CBS Sports Network. That is one of my official picks. I love Wyoming here. 
So I'm excited to see Craig Bowl and Steve Adazio, two bald guys in the cold. That should be very interesting. Um, other than that, you know, not not anything super, super interesting on Thursday night other than, I guess, 49ers and Packers, you know. <laughs> we'll see how interesting that one is in the NFL. Uh, Friday night, you got Miami NC State on ESPN, San Jose State, San Diego State on CBS Sports Network, and the biggin. BYU, Boise State, 8.45 p.m. Central Time on FS1. Uh, that one is, I mean, that's, that is a massive, massive game for a Friday night, right? Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah, no, that's, this is, this is going to be an incredible game. FS1 really lucked out with their, with their Boise State deal this year. Um, because for the longest time, the, the Mountain West had, you know, CBS Sports Network and ESPN, and that was it. And then Boise was allowed to go and kind of do their own thing with FS1, and, I mean, this is just this is monster. This is a monster game right now. With as well as Zach Wilson is playing, I don't think we're going to see Hank Bachmeyer on Friday night. So Boise starting quarterback out, but Jack Sears came in last week. The USC transfer put up forty nine on Air Force, so I think they're going to be just fine. But this is going to be a whale of a game, and it will go a long way towards deciding who gets some uh, some New Year's Six bids. So we will watch that one, of course. Let's move into Saturday, and we'll talk about the early slate. Did you see the Air Force and Army is likely to be canceled? Yeah, I saw that. Uh, was it Army? That, no, no. It was an outbreak? Air, Air Force. Force. Yeah. Okay. So I, I was a little surprised by that um, because I, I just – I find it odd that military academies would would have outbreaks. I That's why. I, well, and see, that's – it doesn't make sense in my head. I feel like they're everything not in is prison, so orderly. Larry. They're still allowed to go out. There are a shitload of bars around military campuses. Usually, I mean, military guys like to drink and they like to uh, uh, con con conjugate, con, like like congregate. hang out with yeah. with yeah, congregate with uh, with the uh, fairer sex. So, I mean, yeah. that's a that's a valid point. Okay, I mean, lots may- of things spread around. Um, uh, military academies and, and Colorado Springs is a, a fairly big city. So, oh yeah, Colorado yeah. Springs is a nice place. It's a, it's, it's, a, it's a great place to get out and and and, and I guess spread some stuff. <laughs> that's that's awesome. So if the game gets played, it, it'll be awesome, and everybody will be looking for the under because the under has hit like eighty percent of the time between these two teams. That's so right. so we'll see what happens there. Uh, we do have at eleven a.m. Central Time on Fox the Arizona State USC game. First Pac-12 game to kick off at 9 a.m. local time, and I don't know what this is going to be like. Like, I ain't, I ain't putting my money on this game. Um, I could see Arizona State winning the game. I could see them covering. Now, they're only 1-4 and four against, you know, against the spread against USC out of the last five games, but I just, I don't know who's going to be awake. I don't know what these teams are going to play like at 9 a.m. I'm just going to sit back and watch and see what in the hell happens. Let, let me ask you this. Do you think there's any world in which if this game is a just a complete disaster both ways, both teams look awful? Now, uh, so much could be contributed to lack of practice, lack of preparation because of the shutdown, weird start time, waiting until November to get started playing football, all of those things. But but if this doesn't go well, do you think the Pac-12 tries to renegotiate their deal with Fox to say, hey, you just can't put one of our games on at the big noon kickoff ever, no matter how big it is. No, um, because this is a this year only kind of thing. 
Like, I, just because these two teams would not Hang handle on, it they, well, their deal mean with that, Fox is only for this year. No, the nine a.m. kickoffs are only for this year. So, so that's what I'm saying. You're telling me that they'll never because they have the deal with Fox, right? The Pac-12. Yeah. That they'll never be allowed any other year to have the big noon kickoff. Uh, if if they I decide wonder why to, they're doing it this year, but not other years because there's no fans present this year. Oh, that makes sense. That okay, that makes a yeah. million percent sense. I I just I didn't know that they weren't allowed to in the past. That makes a well, hundred percent yeah, sense as to why Pac-12 just didn't. They never agreed to it. But this That's year, right. I would know. I would make sure that language is in there. By the way, yeah, I would not want as the athletic director or a coach uh, or or the conference commissioner. I would not want my games kicking off at nine thirty in the morning local time. But you're a hundred percent right. This year without fans. It doesn't really hurt anything to do it. I'm going to bet most teams won't have a noon kickoff, but maybe once, and I bet it's not even going to be that many. Yeah, I mean, there's there, so they're only playing six games each. So right. I mean, we're not talking, or or is it? Seven? And they won't be the big Either noon way. kickoff every week. I assure you of that. Yeah, it's, it's they've so got it's, the deal with the Big Ten, and they got the deal with uh, with the Big Twelve as well. They can pick between three conferences. There'll only be a couple of matchups that are going to get that. You got it. So yeah, they'll. They'll run it through this entire season and just see how it goes. And the biggest thing is going to be, it, you know, the Pac-12 is going to have to look at it and say, okay, are our ratings just ridiculously better in this time slot? And if they are, it, remember the Pac-12 has had a lot of problems being able to get a team into the playoff because USC only has a couple of really big games a year. You know, if they got USC in this time slot and you've got, you know, four or five million people that are deciding to watch them, then that's going to be a big time deal for them to try and figure out okay is it worth having less fans in the stands but getting a broader national audience to where more east coast people watch and then we get more Heisman consideration we get more playoff consideration etc because that that's been the biggest issue over the last you know 3 to 4 years so we the only Pac-12 team that we've had in the playoffs in the last what four seasons has been Washington back in like 20 was that 2017 2016, something like that. Yeah, it was it was the very first one. Yeah, so you you haven't had a Pac-12 team since since then. And yeah, I mean that's it's you got to figure out are the ratings worth uh, sacrificing a little bit of fan support for that early time slot. So if the ratings are worth it, and we'll see. I mean, obviously we'll figure it out, and that's why they're doing it this year. So we'll we'll go from there. I think that's going to be a lot of fun to watch. Uh, ESPNU has got Arkansas State, Louisiana Lafayette. Uh, Liberty at Virginia Tech, that is going to be a whale of a game, I think. Uh, that's on ACC Network. Louisiana Monroe and Georgia State, ESPN Extra. Uh, Michigan at Indiana on FS1. Now, this one, uh, I will talk a little more in the most to lose, most to gain here. Um, but this one, I mean, that <laughs> this is so massive for both teams. I did not envision it seeing a Michigan-Indiana game that would be uh, quite as high stakes as this one. Uh, Michigan State-Iowa. These are uh, two teams that I just can't figure out at all. Uh, that's on ESPN. And Nebraska Northwestern on Big Ten Network, North Carolina Duke on ESPN2. And uh, Tulsa Navy got postponed. Did you see that? Yeah, I did see that. So it's, that's two military academy games gone. Yep, yep. It is, uh, it is interesting. And then finally, last one for the uh, 11 a.m. Central Time, God's Time Zone slate. ABC has got West Virginia at Texas. Uh, you know, this could this one be interesting? I, I, 
I don't know. I'm not, I'm not crazy about, you know, watching it. I, I just wonder, you know, Texas has got it lined up to where they can, they could feasibly win out and it wouldn't be that shocking. Like there's nobody that is, that is significantly better than them left on the schedule. They have one loss or two. They got two. They, yeah, they lost to TCU, then they lost to Oklahoma. Now they no, got two it, wins in it. a row. I forgot about that. Yeah. So, you know, I mean, this is – this could be interesting. West Virginia played really well last week against Kansas State, but them coming off of such a big-time win, having to go to Austin, uh, you know, that travel out of Morgantown, that's, uh, that's kind of a bitch. But either way, um, moving into the afternoon slate – at 1 o'clock Eastern, 12 p.m., you know, noontime, you got Troy at Georgia Southern. That one could be interesting. Troy's quarterback is out. Uh, but he was out last week, and they put up, you know, just a massive shit ton of uh, points uh, last week on Arkansas State. Now, Georgia Southern, I think, is better than Arkansas State, but either way. Boston College at Syracuse. North Alabama at Southern Miss is on ESPN Extra. Uh, Florida and Georgia is on CBS at 2.30 p.m. Um does it does it get much bigger? I mean, nope. That's I mean that game that game is going to determine the East. It's kind of funny. Both have already got a loss, but they're but they're only losses to an SEC West opponent. Yep. So the two best teams in the SEC West have beaten the two best teams in the SEC East. Like it's that's right. It's uh it's a little funny, a little funny. Fresno State at UNLV that should be uh, kind of a snoozer on CBS Sports Network. Houston at Cincy on ABC. Cincinnati getting getting some national network stuff going on, like I I like to see them in the spot. They were supposed to be on ESPN, by the way, and they moved that thing around. So so they're on ABC now, and you got Kansas Oklahoma on ESPN. Yeah, I, this is you know Cincinnati getting these like the AAC having this kind of. A no, TV I was just deal. about to say it's not just for Cincinnati. This is big for the American. Well, it, it's big for Cincy this year. Because, yes. and, and it helped out Memphis last year and UCF the year before that and blah, 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 right? Uh, but getting Cincy in front of these kind of audiences to where it, you're going to have big numbers. I mean, it's going to be big numbers because people are going to scroll by and say, oh, Cincinnati's ranked number six in the country. That's right. Like, what what is going on here? And then, you know, Houston, name brand program. If you can get a, a butt stomping on these guys, you know, Cincy is is – Prime for some big time stuff down the road, so I'm uh, I'm pumped about that. Maryland, Penn State's on Big Ten Network. Minnesota, Illinois on Big Ten Network alternate. Uh, Illinois' quarterback is out. Did you see ESPN's FPI gives Illinois a better than fifty percent chance to win this game, and their quarterback is out? Like, is Minnesota yeah. that bad? Well, I think there's a little bit of that. I also think there's a little bit of it doesn't really matter who who's playing quarterback because we don't think the quarterbacks like super elite. Yeah, I mean, Brandon Peters has been pretty good for Illinois, you know, from last season through through this year. But, I mean, he wasn't good in that first game against Wisconsin, but it's I was just about Wisconsin. to say, yeah, that's against Wisconsin stuff that, you know, but I'm just, you know. Yeah. Oh, I, I this, know. This whole team is made up of nothing but transfers. Everybody's everybody's older. Everybody's more mature. Um, and, and, I, you know, I just don't think there's a whole lot of difference between one guy or the other. Nobody really separates himself. Yeah, no, you're right about that. Uh, Arizona at Utah. We're moving back into Pac-12 stuff at 2.30 p.m. Central on ESPN2. Uh, curious to see what Utah looks like. They got a bunch of guys coming back on offense, but they are missing the two key pieces, right? They're missing the quarterback. They're missing the running back. And they're very inexperienced on defense, and we have seen this year what that does to teams. 
You most certainly are correct. Um, it, one interesting thing about this, Jake Bentley, you know, former South Carolina starting quarterback, yep. transferred over to Utah, mm-hmm. and I don't know that he's going to win that job. I was just about to say, I I thought when he got there that he was going to walk into the job. It looks like he's getting a lot of pressure um, and, uh, and, and competition. And we'll, I think we're going to find out Saturday because I don't think I don't think Utah's going to let anybody know. Um, let's see. Utah coach Kyle Whittingham uh, was pleased with how the players responded when learning of the decision, but they are they're not going to tell who it is. So yeah. it's either Jake Bentley, Drew Lisk, or Cam Rising, and uh, and they're just not going to say who it is until until no, over. I, w- I wouldn't either if I was a coach. By the way, yeah, I, I mean it, smart smart play smart. Play. It does you no benefit to tell anybody. So. It's, that's why I was so – I was trying to figure out what was going on with Dabo deciding to announce last week that DJ Uyunglele was going to be the, the starting quarterback. So, the, what I heard today listening to uh, Stanford Steve and the Bear talked about that situation, they thought that is a putting your arm around the freshman and saying this is your team all week. There's no questions. There's no what ifs. There's no any of that stuff. But I don't think you have to come out and say that because everybody in practice is going to know that. Like, yeah. he's the only one allowed to practice. And so you would kind of be going through the practice anyway, and you could tell that kid that without. I mean, just like just like Utah knows who their quarterback's going to be, but they haven't told us. Yeah. You could do that and and not tell everybody else. Um, I, I The truth is, I think Dabo likes to hear himself talk. That's... <laughs> That's I think true. you're probably right about that. You are probably right about that. Uh, Texas Tech at TCU is on FS1. Uh, UT San Antonio at Rice on ESPN Extra. Vanderbilt, Mississippi State, that's going to be a barn burner. That's uh, 2.30 on SEC uh, Network. Uh, then you got Oklahoma State, Kansas State at 3 on Fox. That could be interesting. Both of those took their first loss in conference last week. Uh, Pittsburgh at Florida State. No word on Kenny Pickett, whether or not he's going to be playing for Pittsburgh. If he is, I think they win that football game. If he's not, I think they lose the football game. That's how important I think that is there. Uh, That's on the uh, ACC network. All right, let's move into the evening time slot. We got Western Kentucky and Florida Atlantic at 5 on Stadium. We got Baylor-Iowa State on FS1 at 6. Louisiana Tech and North Texas at 6 on CBS Sports Network. Texas A&M, South Carolina, 6 o'clock Central on ESPN. That one is... A little – that that line seemed kind of short when it opened. It is ballooned out to A&M minus like 10, minus 11, something like that. Is A&M just a really damn good football team? And and we just that, – what, what, what is it about this team that makes them good? Like, that, 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 line, that line scares me. So, I, you know, I don't know. I, I think A&M – so before the season started, I thought A&M was a very good football team, by the way. Yeah. Okay? I, I thought they had a chance to win this conference, to win the SEC, to beat Alabama. Um, they didn't. They had a ton of opt-outs, a ton of opt-outs. And when that happened, I didn't even think they were going to compete, you know, be, be competitive after that. Uh, Jimbo's pulled this thing together with the guys they got. And uh, and I, I do think there's a world in which they went out. I think they're the second-best team in the West and the second-best team probably overall in the SEC. Yeah, I think I think you might be right about that. I don't like this number getting that big. I don't like that everybody in the world is on A and M. I mean, so I think everybody's on A and M because they just see how much better they have been recently than we thought True. they were. 
And sure. and they did get up to a massive lead over Arkansas last week, put in the, the scrubs, and then had a backdoor cover on them. That's right. But but they still pretty much dominated that football game. And, and yeah, they, but they're always going to be susceptible, su- whatever. Yes, yeah, susceptible. they're always going to be suspect yeah. to the backdoor cover because they they their defense is kind of known this year for giving up big plays. And if the other team is desperate, down by two scores, and and they're just hurling it for big plays, then then you know that then your then your cover is busted. You're still winning the game. Jimbo doesn't care. But at the end of the day, you know, it matters to those betting on the games. I, I think it's pretty dangerous to bet against South Carolina and lay double digits right now with a team that defensively is not great. When they, I feel like these two teams are built very similarly. They both love to run the football. Uh, it, it, it all depends on whether or not Kellen Mond has a good day. I mean, he had a great day against Arkansas. He had a great day against Florida. He had kind of a crap day against Vanderbilt. They only won 17-12. to 12. You know, so it, it just depends on which version of him shows up. And, you know, we could very easily see the bad version show up in Columbia. So, yeah, I mean, and I'll tell you this, if any coach is going to find find a way to slow somebody down or stop somebody who's hot, it, you know, Coach Boom is, is, is part of that. I mean, Will Muschamp is a very good defensive coach. And, you know, he every now and then he picks his spots and he upsets somebody he is definitely not supposed to beat. Now that's you are right about that. I, I will go on and say this though, Jimbo has kind of had Muschamp's number the last two years. I mean, it, since he got to Texas A and M, they but have had so much zero more problems. talented than them. Like yeah. it's really hard to say you've got a guy's number when you have all the best players on the team. Like yeah. not not a little bit. There's not a position the last two years where South Carolina has been better at any position than A and M. And I I think. That right there is probably the answer as to why this line moves so much. Yeah, but yeah. that that doesn't that doesn't mean you've got that coach's number. I mean, that's just uh, you, that's you, just you're just better than them. Yeah, you might have a point there. So uh, last year was thirty to six, and yeah, you know, I mean, it's a drumming, but you're better than them at every position last year. Yeah, I think uh, I think you were right about that. All right, UCLA at Colorado. Uh, this line is under a touchdown. Uh, yeah, and Colorado is uh, awful, man. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> or at least we think. Uh, the problem is, is it, if you think you know anything about the Pac-12, you're just wrong. All right, UCLA had a ton of problems in the off season. I mean, this they they were at one point in time, you know, revolting against Chip and and having all kinds of issues. Um, so there there's a world in which Chip lost that locker room this year, and did he get it back? I don't know, but they were in the news a lot, and it wasn't for good things. Yeah, now you you've got a valid point there. Uh, the big game of the night on NBC, you got Clemson headed to Notre Dame, and it just don't get much bigger than that. Number one against number four, basically a playoff game at this point. Now, probably the first of two meetings between yes. these two. Um, you know, we, we've talked about this game a bunch already on the SBR stuff. It, is there anything that we have not hit that we need to maybe discuss about it? I don't, I don't know anything else to say. Um, I listened to the guys from the Yahoo uh, Sports Podcast. Love, love them. And uh, I think it was Pete Thamel that talked about the, the, the young backup quarterback came in in, in, in a little bit of sparing time for, for uh, Ian and uh, for Notre Dame and, and looked good and looked better. And there's some people clamoring to see him, and they're wondering, is this a – 
Georgia situation. They brought up the Georgia situation with Fields and Fromm. And Fromm is the guy that's won too many games and played too well where you can't bench him, but you end up losing the guy who's a far better quarterback, and it's not close. Well, so no they, one thinks this conversation, this competition is that kind of separation. Yeah, I, I, I listened to that podcast. I know what you're talking yeah. about. They were talking about uh, Phil Dracovic. Uh, the yes, Boston College the quarterback. I'm sorry, I didn't have the guy's name. Yeah, I and he, he's already transferred. He he's already transferred out. He's he's at Boston College, and he's he is who looked so good against Clemson last week, which is why there were a lot of people that were like, "Hey, it, that's the guy." Like, why didn't we? Why why didn't we move off of Ian and just go over there? Uh, Brandon Clark and Drew Pine are the two that are behind Ian Book right now. Uh, Clark is one out of three for seven yards this year, and Pine is one out of two for five yards. <laughs> so it's it's been all book here, um, yep. and that's in in next year. You know, if if book decides to come back, which he'll have another year of eligibility because he will have does. another year of eligibility. He'll um, be the oldest player in college football, I think. Well, besides uh, Brady White at Memphis, like <laughs> Brady oh, White will Jesus. be in his like his ninth season. Which that's is ridiculous. Right. Well, so, and the LSU does have a thirty something year old punter. That's that's true. That's true. Well, the Australian guy, right? Yeah. Yeah. That's what I'm talking about. Get to, hey, Miami's got the same thing. Just a dude with like a, a pencil mustache, like yeah. the the big thick uh, like Dennis Eckersley mustache, and uh and a bunch of tattoos and stuff. I mean, just fantastic. I love those guys. All right, so off Clemson Notre Dame, uh, Rutgers at Ohio State. Who would have thought this would be the game of the week in the Big Ten? Uh, <laughs> now Rutgers got beat by Indiana last week, but uh, I got to tell you, Shiano going back to Ohio State. There's at least a little bit of intrigue there, but Ohio State should beat them, you know, like a drum. Just ridiculous. Uh, so that's 6.30 p.m. on Big Ten Network, probably the only BTN game that Ohio State will play this year. Stanford at Oregon is on ABC, and who knows? I mean, Oregon been dealing with the uh, the wildfires up there. Stanford, of course, is a uh, an institution of higher learning, and that's what they prefer to be as opposed to a college football program. Uh, I don't know what to make of these. You know, so so the difference in these schools are while Oregon is far more talented, uh, Oregon is substantially younger and and more inexperienced. Stanford is bringing back, I think, a pretty veteran team and uh, losing KJ Costello might be the biggest uh, dead weight off of them. Yeah, Davis Mills is is. Pretty, I mean, he played pretty well. In I think he's fine. I, I mean, he's not great. He's not. He's not. He's you know not gonna not gonna flash on Sundays probably unless something drastic happens in his life. But uh, you know, I I think the guy's just as good. And and we have seen these older, more veteran, experienced teams just start out better than than these younger teams. This is true. I mean, it takes you, a little bit of time. It's just really hard to teach these guys schemes over Zoom. They. And some of it is the guys aren't used to learning it that way, but also some of it is none of these coaches are used to coaching it that way. Now that's a, you're a hundred percent right about that. You are a hundred percent right. So we'll see if Stanford can get uh can kind of get the ship righted here. Oregon, I mean, if they lose this game, that is that that's yeah. bad for the Pac-12. I, I don't know if they lose it, but I'd be I'd be too afraid to bet Oregon right now. I'm gonna tell you oh, yeah. that. I mean, they're, they're a double a, digit I, I, a, I'm walking away from the Pac-12 completely for two weeks. I've made that commitment. I'm just gonna try to be disciplined on that and not not give in to what I see first off. But but I you know if I had to play these things, I'm just consistently gonna say who do I think is the better coach and who has the more veteran team. And if I got both of those on one team, I'm I'm going that way. Yeah, yeah, I can I can understand it. 
Tennessee, Arkansas, 6.30 p.m. SEC Network. Thoughts? Yeah, I just don't understand how Tennessee. This has to be Tennessee in name only. This has to be people just still aren't respecting Arkansas. Understand Arkansas is supposed to have that win against Auburn. And if that record was different, I believe we would we would see this line be different by about three or four points. Um, I, I really think it matters that much, that extra win. And uh, Tennessee, when they've gone up against good defenses, they've looked yeah. awful. Yeah, not not Garantano bad. Was... Awful, awful, yeah. and, it, and it didn't have to be the best defenses in the world. And I think there's a world in which Arkansas's defense. I've told you this. I think they're they're in the conversation with Georgia as the best defense in the SEC. It's they possible. don't have not, the talent. I mean, they don't have the stars that Georgia has. But scheming wise, shut down the production that they're giving. They look outstanding. They're they're incredibly opportunistic. Um, they gave up 42 to Texas A&M last week, but. But overall on the season, yeah, I, I think Arkansas has looked considerably better than Tennessee. Oh. It, the Volunteers got to get that thing righted, man. Like I Pruitt, don't see how Tennessee scores unless they, they, they score defensively. I think their defense is good, and, and this will be a defensive low-scoring game. This total at 51, I, I think I would take – nope, that's, I'm looking at the Stanford total, sorry. It's still held. It's 52 and a half, so it's right there with it. I think I'd take the under on that, and, and I – you know – I, got, I think hey, I'll Arkansas tell you. is going to control this game and dominate it. The only reason the over would scare the hell out of me is Arkansas might score at least twice on defense. I, I will tell you this. I would be surprised if Tennessee throws the ball more than, let, let's put a over-under at 18 times in this game. Okay. I bet I'm, Eric Gray runs like you, crazy. You might be game. right on that, but you and I know damn good and well, if you go one-dimensional against Barry Odom, Bear, you might have some success early. By the end of the game, you better have a hell of a lot of success early because Barry Odom's going to figure it out. Yes, I, I do agree with now, that. Now, he is, he is a D.C. that you cannot go into a game one-dimensional. But this team can't throw the ball. Yeah, uh, you're, you're 100% right. So, uh, they don't really have a deep play threat. Uh, and even if they did... It's not like they can get him the ball. I was just about to say, I, I'm not worried about the receivers. I actually think the receiver, their skill players are probably pretty good. They're they're probably above average in the SEC. The the issue is the trigger man. Yeah, they don't have yeah. one. You were probably right about that. Uh, they we, put it in the air 18 times. It's coming down in a red shirt at least twice. <laughs> you might, I can't. I can't wait to watch this game. I cannot wait to watch it. Uh, we do get South Alabama and Coastal Carolina, 7 p.m. Central on ESPNU. We get the shots at home, night game, ESPNU. Let's go. We hey, at, So, Stanford Stephen the Bear, I do remember hearing this on their podcast. He was bringing up the idea of Coastal getting game day. Getting game day when, uh, when App State comes up. Bear said that, look at that calendar, and there are not a lot of big games that weekend. No, you are correct about it. It's November 21st. so Yeah, it's the weekend before Thanksgiving, and, and there ain't um, a whole lot going on. I'm pumped about it. Let's, let's do that thing. Uh, Washington at Cal has been canceled, which is just – let's spend a minute on that one right quick. Okay. They had one positive asymptomatic COVID test. One at Cal. The the Pac-12 is not going to survive if they're going to shut down teams for one. That I'm trying. Like they to, they got six games on the schedule. It 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 they won't get three of them in per team if they have one positive shuts a team down. I'm trying to figure out what, like how to wrap my head around the idea that 
one guy test positive. They have this deal in place, and they are doing daily testing. Yep. Nobody else has tested positive. But they're canceling the game due to contact tracing for this one guy, even though nobody else has tested positive. How on earth does that make any sense at all? I, I don't know the answer to that, Gary. I just, I cannot for the life of me. Not only do I not know the answer to that, I, I think it's wrong. I think it's wrong to dangle this guy. I've talked about this, about the Big Ten. Now, I don't think the Pac-12 put these stringent orders in place the way the Big Ten did. The Big Ten did it, I think, to be punitive. I think their 21-day thing for players was to screw the players because how dare you challenge our authority. Yeah, all right? the, the Pac-12 is not 21 days. Because yeah. it ain't. No, the Pac-12 is not doing it for that. Pac-12 is doing it because they just, I, I can't, they're just afraid of everything. And and they, I don't know, man. I think it's wrong, though, to dangle this carrot out there in front of these kids and have these kids work their ass off. And one person catches this pretty for college age kids, especially mild disease that that is I said not disease illness virus that's going to run through their body and and then and then be done with it. I just don't understand why you punish them. So they're working so hard to get a season in, and and if one test shuts a team down, they're not going to get a season in. Yeah, I, I mean it's insane. They're they're only doing six games anyway, and then you've got the championship Saturday where everybody's going to play, but it's going to be, you know, first against first, second against second, third. Yeah. Against third, just whatever. like the big, tw- big 10. Yeah. Yeah. So it, you're, you're only doing a seven game season anyway, and now you're going to cut a game out. I mean, it just, it makes no sense to me. Uh, and then finally last game of the night, and we'll, we'll go through the games that are online only, et cetera, right quick. Uh, but Washington state at Oregon state is now the lone PAC 12 after dark game on FS one. That's nine thirty PM central time kick. And I'm kind of stoked about this. I want to see what Nick Rolovich does over in uh, Pullman. Like at Corvallis at night, like at Jonathan Smith and his bunch. Like I like Oregon State this year. But yeah, I do too. And and you you and I both love, love Rolovich and 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 what he did at Hawaii. He was our guy. Oh, Coach this guy Rolo. is a gambler. This guy is a guy that's gonna go for it. Um, he is going to put the ball in the hands of his team with the chance to win the game as much as he can. He, he is not going to coach fearless at all. I can't this, wait. This guy's not afraid of anything, and I love that just crazy, aggressive style of coaching. I do. I, I can't wait to see it. I am glad that he is going to be the late-night guy again because I think they're going to put Washington State on late a bunch. Well, if they're if they're entertaining, they they absolutely will because they'll get they'll get eyeballs. You you can't as as much as I love Cal, you, you can't put teams like Cal on it at the at the nine thirty, ten thirty slot. No, no, absolutely. Because they'll not. put everybody to sleep by eleven o'clock. No, right? you, you gotta keep them uh you gotta you keep can't put awake. Stanford on at that window. Like you need to put these teams on that are gonna be a little wild, a little crazy, play some some insane ball games. And, uh, and be a little unorthodox, and this dude is aggressive. Yes, yes, he is. All right, so let's uh, roll through the games that are online only. Uh, App State, Texas State, that's on ESPN Plus at 2 p.m. Charlotte, NTSU, you know my boy Will Healy. I got to shout him out every time. That's ESPN Plus at 2.30. Uh, 11 p.m., we got Hawaii at home against New Mexico. That one's going to be on Spectrum Pay-Per-View. Uh, there's a couple of other spots you'll be able to stream it for free. I think like the mountainwestwebsite.com, whatever, the mw.com. Um, that, that I think they're going to have that on there. But if, if you want to stay up super late and, and watch the Rainbow Warriors, you can do that. 
SMU at Temple is 11 a.m. on ESPN+. Plus. South Florida at Memphis, 11 a.m. ESPN+. Plus. And Tulane at East Carolina is 11 a.m. on ESPN+. Plus. That has all the possibilities of being interesting. Yep. Like, I'm, I'm stoked about that. UMass at Marshall, 1.30 p.m. on ESPN+. Plus. That's a 45-point line. I mean, that, and it, it, I don't think it's going to be enough. Doc Holiday, have yourself a day, my friend. You got that right. FIU and UTEP. This, has, this is a game where if I was a coach, I'd be drinking on the sidelines. <laughs> now, I'm not talking some hard liquor. I'm not, no, no, no. I'm not talking about some hard liquor here. But, but hey, the dude can have a Coors Light while he's whooping UMass's ass. I mean, come on. <laughs> this is let the, let the quarterback call a couple plays. Let the middle linebacker call a couple of defensive runs. Let the coordinators do their thing. And Doc, just pop a chair down. Make sure nobody gets hurt. Everybody play with some sportsmanship, and I'm going to have a cold beer. <laughs> I love it. I'm going to watch my team play football and enjoy it. I do like that idea. I do like that idea. Is that wrong? No. Is that is that is that like a like a lack of class and it's unsportsmanship? Because you know in college, like you, you catch a lot of hell for it. But come on, man! How many times as a coach do you actually get to watch your team play and just enjoy it? Well, I mean, it'd be just like a, a practice session, basically. Yeah. Only only it's a game that but actually this game counts. counts. Yeah. It, it actually is going to count in the win loss column. It's unreal, unreal. Uh, we do have several games that are canceled slash postponed. We got FIU, UTEP. We already talked about several of them, by the way. Uh, but FIU, UTEP was canceled earlier in the week. Uh, Louisville and Virginia has been postponed to next week due to uh, a bit of an outbreak at Louisville this week. And uh, Purdue and Wisconsin has been canceled. So, you know, Wisconsin got Michigan next week. That could be very interesting because we don't know if they're going to be back up and running by then or not. And if they miss one more game, they are no longer eligible for the Big Ten championship game. So, so we got to pay attention to what's going on in Madison and, and all that wonderful stuff. Um, we have, so I got a question about uh, our boys at Northwestern. Okay? okay. So we like Northwestern. Here's a little bit of gamesmanship for you. So Wisconsin has lost two games due to COVID. If... They lose a third game. If they miss a third game, they are no longer in the running for the uh, the West. They cannot compete for the Big Ten title. Correct. All right. If you're Northwestern in two or three weeks, do you somehow come down with a, a little bit of touch of the COVID just to cancel that game? So now you no longer have to worry about Wisconsin. <laughs> you don't have to beat them. You don't have to play them. They are just thrown out. Did did you, our did our Westlot guys bring this up? No, no. no. This is I, okay. I, I don't I don't know that they have listened to this, but but if they do, great. If they don't, I'll text it to them. It's just a lot to text. But but I'm telling you, if I was if I would find a way to get just enough of the COVID to cancel the game, but nobody have to miss and actually come. Oh, what well, are all false positives? I'll be damned. We're all back, and we can play next week, and we're good to roll. And they go 7-0 and because there's nobody else in the West that scares them. That's the team that scares them. I think I think you got to figure out – you got to figure out – like so So they need to win this week against Nebraska, right? They need to win this so week. Win this week. week. Here's the, even if they end up with a loss, I still think they're head and shoulders better than everybody else in, in the West – and the only worry is uh, uh, Wisconsin. And if you somehow can miss the game against Wisconsin, Wisconsin is now a moot point. 
That is a very interesting way to Wisconsin look at Wisconsin can go undefeated, and you can finish with a loss. You're, you're still going to the dance. That's – Yeah, I mean, if you we, can find we, a way – At some point in time, you got to play 3D chess. That's, you know what? I wouldn't Wisconsin put it past. is no longer at their own mercy after this is all over with. They're now at the mercy of all the other teams they play because if one of the teams they're playing has to cancel, they're done. That's interesting. That is very interesting. I had not thought of that, but man, yeah, I think if I'm Pat Fitzgerald, because you're, you're not Pat, worried about I, a playoff. I figure out a way that week to get a couple of false positives. You're you're not you're not worried about a, um, yeah, because I mean by that point, Graham Mertz is going to be back. Like they, their whole team is That's going right. to be no, back. The whole team will be back by then. Oof. You'll be playing a full fledged Wisconsin team. Now they won't have practiced a lot, and it'll be weird. But why even take the chance? Why even risk it? That's, Listen, brother, we get a bye week in a world in which we don't have a bye week. We find a way to come up with a couple of false pauses, you know, and then I, we, and I then like we the get thinking. back to work a couple of days later and we don't miss a beat. Listen, I think I'm on to something now. I don't know how hard it is to come up with some false positives, but I'm sure we can find a way to do it. There's some smart kids out there. I think I think you are onto something there. That's a that's a really smart way of looking Listen. at that. Listen. <laughs> using that noggin for, use, for using something. The old, using the old brain. Got that right. Good gracious. All right, let me remind everybody, go ahead and make sure you are subscribed everywhere you need to be subscribed on our YouTube, Twitch, Facebook, Periscope, etc. Uh, you can follow us on Twitter. If we have not talked enough about your game, you can always ask us. I'm at GaryWCE. I'm at Crispy Giannini. Very easy to find us. You can find us over at winningcureseverything.com. Very easy to do. Also, sbrpicks.com slash NCAAF and the Sportsbook Review YouTube page. You can go search it out, SBR Picks on YouTube. Very simple to do. So go and check that stuff out for us. We would appreciate that. You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to plan the travel experiences you'll have once you arrive. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, activities, excursions, and more in one place to make your trip truly unforgettable. Viator has over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from. Everything from simple tours to extreme adventures and all the niche, interesting stuff in between. So you can plan something that everyone you're traveling with will enjoy. Real traveler reviews give the inside scoop from people who've already been on the experiences you're considering. So you can plan with confidence. Free cancellation helps you plan for the unexpected. And 24-7 customer support means you can travel worry-free. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator. Support for this podcast and the following message come from Corient. Corient provides wealth management services centered around you. They focus on exceeding your expectations and simplifying your life. Corient has been helping high achievers just like you enjoy their lives more fully, preserve their wealth, and provide for the people, causes, and communities they care about. As one of the largest integrated fee-only registered investment advisors in the U.S., Corient has deeply experienced teams in 23 strategic locations. Corient has extensive knowledge spanning the full spectrum of plan investing, lending, and money management disciplines. Leverage Corient's exclusive network of experts to craft custom solutions designed to help you reach your financial goals, no matter how complex they may be. Real wealth requires real solutions. For more information, connect with a wealth advisor today at Corient.com. That's C-O-R-I-E-N-T.com. Corient.com. 
Let's uh, let's dive into who has the most to lose this week. Um, you want me to go first here? Sure. USC has the most to lose. So I wrote down two names for each of these. USC is one of the names I wrote. USC has. Let me let me turn my remote light on here so I can see. Uh, USC still has at Arizona, at Utah, Colorado, Washington State, at UCLA. They should be able to handle all of those. The only toss-up there would be Utah. If they lose this game, like I, I don't believe that a Pac-12 team is going to be able to make the playoff this year anyway, but with them getting those noon kickoff time slots, you get a little more national exposure. If they look really, really good, they do have a, a possibility of being able to make the playoff if everything else just implodes, right? It, Notre Dame loses twice. Uh, Florida has two losses. Georgia has two losses. You know, da 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 all these teams. And then you've got a, a 7-0 USC. You have a chance, maybe, right? At USC has the name brand. They got I, the panache, I think, right? I think they got to get to 7-0, and and we have found if one person on their team or one of the opponents they have to play comes down with the Rona, they're, they're canceling yeah. that game. And, and they, I don't yeah, – I mean, does be a 6-0 and team go in? Uh, no, but a 7-0 with a championship win over, you know, whoever the best team yeah, on the no, other I side is. Yeah, no, I get it. I get it. They're, they're going to be in the conversation. They're going to be in the argument. That's why I wrote them down as one of the most to lose because they have nothing to gain by this game, everything to lose. But the it. team that I chose is – and it's more in respect and namesake. It's 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 because it's not – no one – I don't think anybody is really playing for stakes this week. Uh, the, the, the real answer is – is the loser of the Florida Georgia game? Uh, yeah, that's the real answer. I didn't write that down that, because that's a playoff I'm, game now. Because that's it, it is now a playoff, a playoff game elimination to, game. Yeah, elimination game. You're you're not necessarily in if you win, but you're a hundred percent out if you lose. Um, I, I wrote Michigan down. Um, they're not playing for anything outside of the fact that outside of the bubble that Michigan lives in they have lost just national respect and they are no longer the mission. I mean, would it be okay? I think they're a better program than this, but it would, I mean, they're the equivalency of Stanford. Yeah. They're just another smart kid school that every couple of years can really compete. But for the most part, year in and year out, they just can't get the athletes to compete with the top tier programs and be consistent enough to never get upset yeah i mean you you've got a you got a valid point there you got a valid point. i mean they're good they're not great they're definitely not elite and every couple of years they can they can turn some heads and 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 but there's also going to be a couple of years where you're going to roll some eyes because it's and it all comes down to the fact that their recruiting is good but you're you know it's just like Stanford. It's just like, you know, some of these other schools. It's just too hard to get in the school. There's not a person on LSU's roster that would be accepted to Michigan. Oh, I did. Yeah, that's generalizing. But, yes, you're you're right about that. I mean, it, it's tough to get kids in school. And I used my school. There. I could use every school in the SEC not named Vanderbilt or Florida, and, and that'd be true. Yeah, you're probably right about that. Like, yeah. like, like they wouldn't get accepted. Not they couldn't make the team. They, they, they just could wouldn't be allowed the in, in the yeah. school. 
There, there's several teams in the SEC that Michigan might just trade the whole roster for. Like, yeah, they just swap rosters. We feel like we'd be in a better spot. Yeah, you know, yeah, yeah that's 100%. that's interesting. That's it. so. Well, it, you brought that up. Let's move to the most to gain. I I put down Indiana. Uh, okay, it, Indiana. So they're, they're in the conversation. I wrote two teams down here because I didn't want us to have the same. Indiana's uh, biggest, you know, so so returning or not returning. What's what's remaining on their schedule? They play at Michigan State, at Ohio State. Now that one's going to be a loss. Like we get that. Yeah. Uh, but then they've got Maryland at Wisconsin and Purdue. So you're expecting a Wisconsin loss and a Purdue loss. But if you can go through this, well, slate, I don't know that they're expecting. Or sorry, sorry, a, a, loss. sorry, a Wisconsin and a uh, and oh, a Ohio State. State loss, right? Because that, both that of those Purdue game, if they're both healthy, is going to be a phenomenal football game. Yes, it will. But here's the thing: if if you can get through this game against Michigan, and you end this season six and two, yep, with wins over Michigan and Penn State, season. just a I mean, hell of a job. You talk about the recruiting bump that that's going to give yeah. Tom Allen and that bunch. It like, should. That is should. a. Matt, this will be the best season in the history of Indiana football, it's, I feel it like. It should. Now, now I'll bring something up. Um, this happens every time. It happens all – sorry, not every time. All the time. Um, uh, a coach have just a miraculous season. They get, like, this huge new deal um, based off of the one year, and everyone assumes, oh, because of that season, all of a sudden this is the new norm and recruiting is going to go through the roof. A lot of times – it just doesn't happen. Agreed. Enjoy you, the season. Enjoy the season for what it is. But but let's let's not lose our heads. Because oh no, no, agreed. Here's what I'm saying though: is that they will too many they times will get, that doesn't happen. They will get several players that they were not expected to get in this recruiting cycle alone, and that should help the program overall going it forward. Should. Okay, because the more good players you got, the better you're going to be. At least you think. Yeah. You know, this is not going to happen all the time at Indiana, but. You get a win over Penn State. You get a win over Michigan. Now, there's still not a lot of recruits that are going to pick Indiana over either one of those schools Correct. because they look at this as just kind of a flash in the pan. But it does show, hey, you well, can Well, but also win. all the other things that go into playing football and going to Penn State. And, play, yep. like, there's history on those sides. Those schools have some things to offer that Indiana just can't. Yes, but it, it, it will definitely help with the local kids. It will definitely yep. help with keeping uh, Michigan and Penn State and Ohio State, et cetera, from coming in and being able and to get everybody. Guys. Yeah. Yep. Nope, so you're right. This is it's a big time, big time gain for Indiana if they can get this win this week. Who who yep. uh who else have you got? Uh my n- number one team most to gain, and it's not really a team, it's a person, and that is Liberty Football. <laughs> I think <laughs> I, I think Hugh it. Freeze can make himself another two million a year with this win right here. I think he's already the hottest coach that will get a big time power five job next year. Um, if Auburn can find a way to fall apart enough to lose enough games, I think he is a perfect fit there. But this is the di- beating Vatek with this Liberty football team. I don't think it's going to happen, but I don't think it's outside of the realm of possibilities. If he can pull this off, this is the difference between signing your contract for four million a year next year and six million a year. So let's let's kind of brainstorm this right quick. Who, where would he fit? Like where where could Hugh Freeze outside go? of Auburn? Outside of Auburn, because Auburn is the perfect spot. Um, I I don't know that he doesn't fit at South Carolina. I think he would be fine there. Yeah, I think he could be I'm, there. And I'm and I'm only thinking of jobs that are going to come open. Is there a world? Hear me. Is there a world in which he would fit in at Texas? Because you think Herman's gone? 
you know, it's possible because he he did a good job of working with boosters at Ole Miss. No, no. The, the reason I'm picking some of these schools is because all of these schools have booster problems, and he kind of seems to do really well with booster problems. Yeah, I mean, if, if so, he is one of the coaches that tends to do well uh, just handling boosters. Period. Like he lets he, them do he their thing. He doesn't mind letting boosters control "quote unquote" the program because he. He plays the game well. I mean, he's got, he's a hell of a politician in the sense that he's good enough at coaching to where he can overcome any of the political problems the boosters bring. That's an interesting, interesting idea. I think it's going to be a big, big job. I mean, I, when this season first started, I thought, you know, he's going to have to dip his toe in and end up at a, uh, a Southern Miss or something like that. I, I think that is gone, and I think now it is it is big boy or bust, and I think it is power five big boy, and I don't see him being a West Coast guy or fitting in anywhere out West at all. No, no, no. I but, think it, he's he is Big 12. I, I absolutely think he would fit in at Texas, and I absolutely think if Herman drops another game, he could get some calls at Texas. If Auburn jacks up just enough to, to – or their fan base holds him accountable for some of these games that they should have lost – I think that's the perfect spot. I don't think there's a better fit for him um, than at Auburn. Uh, if hey, so, so hear me out on this. What if the bottom falls out at Tennessee? What if they lose to Arkansas this week and they lose a couple more because they've still got Texas A and M, they still got Florida. So hey, I don't hate that. I just think Jeremy Pruitt's got one more year in him. I don't know why, but but maybe I'm wrong. I wonder what Philip Fulmer thinks about the fact that like he hasn't swapped off of Jarrett Garantano. Like you, you have to give somebody else say, a shot. Like, not just that. I want to know what Fulmer thinks of Hugh because Fulmer's been in the SEC long enough to know Hugh, and is Fulmer close enough with the politics of the SEC to? Um, I mean, Fulmer ran that ship with boosters all over the place, man. Well, I'm not worried about that. What I'm worried about is the SEC office is not going to like him coming back to the SEC. They didn't like when Lane came. It took a program that was willing to say F you. And and Tennessee has shown that they are – they're they're compliant. I was about to say, Fulmer's pretty close to the SEC office. I I actually think he would fit in really well up there. The issue is, is would Fulmer want to buck the system at the SEC office by bringing him in? Because I definitely think there's going to be a strongly worded email goes out saying, we are not a fan of this. That's that's true. Auburn wouldn't give a damn. Oh, oh, oh. that's why it's perfect. I mean, which, by the way, if if my school job opened up for some reason, I, I would take him tomorrow in a heartbeat and I would give a big old double middle finger to Greg Sankey. I mean, he can stick one thumb in his mouth and one thumb up his ass. If uh, The only way that Hugh Freeze gets that, that Texas look is if they do beat Virginia Tech this week. No, like, no. He can afford I, a I loss think, to, to I Coastal. do think he has to bring that, but, but that's why this win is so big for him, not necessarily their program, because I think as soon as he leaves, that program goes back to nothing and meaningless. But he has a lot to make off this deal. I think his standard contract will be around $4 million no matter where he lands. He wins this game. I, I think it's six to seven. I, it's Yeah, it could be massive. Could be I think, massive. I think, I think it's that big of a number. It could uh, virtually almost almost double his contract. I mean, it'd be the first time in, his a, value. in a long time that Texas would have hired a proven guy 
like proven since, guy. Since the, well, since the Herman background. was pretty proven what he had done at 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 uh, Houston. Yeah, but I mean, but we're talking about proven at the Power Five. Uh, oh, okay, you hundred percent. That's it. A guy that's gone into Tuscaloosa and beaten Alabama at their best. Yep, you got it. And and that's something that that Auburn would kill for. Tennessee would kill for. And 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 don't don't think that's an exaggeration. I think these people, these fan bases, would somebody would murder somebody to get those things, to get that. <laughs> I believe that. To Texas to dominate again and take over their state and their conference, I think they would kill for that. Yeah, I think I think they would. And I, so, I think they would find those they, are the, you're right. I didn't think of yeah. Tennessee. The only reason is because I feel like Phil doesn't like to rock the waters with the conference commissioner's office. But hey, he he might not be afraid to. At some point in time, winning's gotta matter. Yeah, no, you're right about that. And, and, and you got a proven a, winner this there. This is a surefire bona fide winner. That's a, that is an interesting that Hugh Freeze topic was not one I planned to get on today, but that is very interesting. Yeah, but that's why right. I think he has the most the Liberty game has the most to gain from this week right here. That is interesting. That's interesting. Okay, I like that. I like that. Uh, playoff sleeper. I don't even know how to answer this anymore, Gary. <laughs> I've, I've got six teams that I think can make the fourth spot. And I don't think there's anybody outside so of those for, six. For, for anybody that is curious, we, so we think that Clemson, Alabama and Ohio state are, are getting in, are getting in no matter what, even if Clemson loses twice to Notre Dame, I think they're the guaranteed fourth spot. So I think, yeah, I, I think, think it would depend on what else happens, are a lock. but you know, yeah, I don't, I, I don't, by the way, I don't think it matters what else happens. I think a two loss Clemson teams getting in over a one loss in either rest of these teams. I mean, say say Florida beats Alabama in a close game, you know, okay, after beating Georgia. Right. I guess I didn't yeah. foresee Florida beating Alabama. But I, no, no, we don't really Alabama it. and and Florida are both in, and Clemson does get bumped in. That's so. that 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 is the scenario that the Florida Georgia winner beats Bama in the SEC title game. That's the scenario that gets. Uh, Clemson bounced if there are two lost Clemson D. You got it. Um, you want to go on and take mine? Go ahead. I, I'm curious. So, and now, and by sleeper, I'm talking like long shot odds, you know, all that kind of mess. Uh, if things go haywire, let's look at Oklahoma. Like, I know it's ridiculous and everybody's they have been, two losses? They've got two losses, but hear me out here. They're dead. Okay. Hold on. They had a bunch of guys out, suspensions and no academic stuff and whatever that. else in those first two losses. At, you don't think that that playoff committee who tends to favor uh, teams with a ton of tradition with massive national fan bases, you don't think they're going to give that a look? I think you're crazy if you think that. Like, I think that they are going to be all over. If Oklahoma continues to win the way that they have been, like they they beat TCU 33-14, they beat uh, Texas Tech last week like 62-28. to If they continue this streak of just walloping teams, there's nobody left on their schedule other than Oklahoma uh, State that can really give them a game, I think. So, you know. We, so, two wins against Oklahoma State or, or Texas would be what they would end up with. Yeah. Or, or you know, a, a or chance to. Or somehow Iowa State yeah, gets in. A chance and to rehash the loss. Avenge, or, yeah. Excuse me. Yeah, they get to avenge that loss. I don't, I don't see there's any. I, I'm telling you this, Gary. Nobody on earth outside of Clemson is going to get a pass for guys being out this year. It just ain't happening. I mean, you might be right. It's just that they have looked significantly better since they got those guys on defense back, since they got that running back back. Um, You know, 
I just just tossing it out there. So other than that, I, I, I think that's a so little who, bit. It, it's it's pushing it. I know, but it was also pushing so, it. When so I brought my up list Miami. of six that I think are the only options, and all these guys. If they lose, they fall off. I think an undefeated Oregon will be in the conversation if they get all seven games in. An undefeated um, USC. USC, the same thing. So Oregon USC is the is the same. They gotta play all seven. They gotta win all seven. I think they gotta win all seven convincingly. I think if if in a world where Cincinnati beats the hell out of everybody, I think they're the only outside shot for a G five school, and that's if catastrophe hits for everyone else. I think a one-loss Notre Dame team gets in or is really, really in the conversation. I think A&M one loss is I, – I actually think if one loss A&M finishes the season, I, I think they're in no matter what. I actually think that's the answer um, unless uh, – yeah, I think that's the answer. I think they would probably get in over a two-loss Clemson team. Yeah, I mean, they, they would have won eight straight – after losing to Alabama, yeah, um, no. you know, I mean, we'll see. No. We will see. I th- and then, and then, I think, I think, a one loss or even two loss, Florida Georgia team, um, would be in the conversation for getting in. Florida, I think, would need A and M. What? Not definitely would need A and M to lose another game. I think Georgia would need A and M to lose another game, um, but they would be in the conversation because the SEC is so difficult and all the other teams are just kind of bleh. Um, <laughs> that's that's, that's it. I mean, I think, I, I mean, that's the list. I don't, I just don't see a world in which anyone else in the country that, that has played games already or is playing their first games can, can be allowed to play. Yeah. I think, I think you might be right about that. I, I noticed you I did like not BYU. have BYU. There. BYU's yeah. not going to have the resume. Yeah, I don't. I don't think their schedule is going to be near tough enough, even with adding Boise State and San Diego State. Like, I just, I don't think that it's Cincinnati enough. needs Memphis, UCF, SMU, Houston to continue UC, to yeah, ki- start kicking people's ass outside of the Cincinnati game, and that gets them a little national power. They're already at six. Well, I mean, I'll say this: Army is uh, Army is six and one. They're only lost to Cincy, SMU, and, six and it was and a one. bad. Army. I mean, since they beat the hell out of that Army team. I mean, yeah, they beat them like twenty-four to ten, but the only touchdown for Army was was a, a defensive, defensive touchdown. One. So yeah, yeah, it they so SMU's only loss was to Cincy. Uh, and it was bad. Memphis, you know, lost to SMU, but also lost just, just terribly. It, to what they oh, need is God. Memphis. UC, well, see, UCF already has a loss outside of the the, the trifecta, right? Well, and and so uh, Cincy has to play Tulsa at the end of the year. Yeah, but they and then you, and, and Tulsa's, Tulsa's only got one good. loss. Yeah. I think they'll have more. By I think then. they'll have more as well. But, but no, I, I, it, it's going to be hard because the committee is still running things, and the committee doesn't like G five schools. They just don't. But Cincinnati would need a lot of help. They would need, you know, Oregon and USC to both have a loss. They would need, you know, these other schools to fall by the wayside. They just, they just would need a lot of help. Yeah, I think, I think you're probably right about that. Um, all right, let's close out the show. Let's talk about the G5 game of the week, and that's probably Boise and B, uh, uh, excuse me, BYU at Boise State, right? I don't think that's negotiable. I think that I, is the best game. That has potential to be the best game of the weekend. Yes, I think it does as well. Uh, it is wor- on the sleep, blue turf. Listen, get like, you a nap if you're on the East Coast. Stay up till 2 in the morning. It's going to be a lot of fun. Yes, it is going to be unbelievable to watch. Uh, the winner of this game, I think – I think it's almost guaranteed a New Year's Six bid, 
you know, at, at the very least. Like, at BYU um, isn't going the, to get a... Uh, the problem is, are they going to, if Cincinnati gets left out and they're undefeated, are they going to put two G5s, quote-unquote, in the New Year's Six game against one another? Um, It's... Ah, oh, man, I didn't think about that. See, they I, don't normally possible. like doing that. They want to pair them against a big boy and hope that the big boy kicks their ass so they can say, see, that's why we never lean to let them in the national championship. Well, he, okay, so here's the here's the thing. Cincinnati still has, you know, several losable games. I don't no, know that Boise does. No, I agree. Like, I, oh, yeah, okay. Since he has a tougher road to go, Boise, outside of BYU, there's not really anybody left on the schedule other than the Mountain West Championship game. I mean, you don't you, know, you don't think there's any world where San Diego State can hang with them? Yes, I think they could hang okay. with them. So they have a losable game. Yeah, uh, yeah, and I guess that's all that's left for Cincinnati. They've got UCF. But I, yeah. well, they've also got but Tulsa. They'll have, but they'll also, have to play the championship game, so they'll have to beat one of those teams twice. Yeah, that's that's true. So, no, th- But I'm just saying, if they run the table, because we got to predict if they run the table, BYU, Boise, Cincinnati... I don't see the 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 committee putting those two teams against one another. I think yeah, I they like the idea of pairing them against big boy teams because they hope the big boy teams beat the hell out of them. And then they get to say, this is why you don't belong in the playoffs. And if they happen to beat the big boy team, which UCF did a couple of years ago against Auburn, then everyone uses the excuses of, oh, well, Auburn doesn't really care and doesn't want to be there. And I so think, so they have a they have a built-in excuse to always keep the little guy down. Agreed. And never allow if, them here's, to play for the big things. Here's the other side, though. It, like I think so. If BYU wins this one, I think they are guaranteed a New Year's Six spot because I think that they will also beat San Diego State. Um, I do. Too. It, I I think BYU is guaranteed in. I don't know that Boise is because their lack of games. And but, the chance so if that Cincinnati they could lose goes one. undefeated, you believe that's will be I, our New Year's Six matchup. Well, I don't, I don't know. Cincinnati. I don't know that we will get BYU against Cincinnati, but I think that we will get BYU and Cincy in because Cincy, it, if they go undefeated, they will wow. be the G five representative. I'm going to tell you, I do not think that the Power Five is going to allow two big payday uh, bowls to go to two lesser schools. I think politics plays way too much into this shit. You know I hate it. You know it pisses me off, but there's way too much money in those those New Year's Six Bowls. Man, you know what I just realized? We've we've already got an independent with Notre Dame that's going to be in one of those New Year's Six Bowls. But Notre Dame's not an independent this year. It doesn't matter. Oh, that's right. It would be ACC so money. So that's, that's irrelevant. Okay, that's so that irrelevant. doesn't matter. Okay, okay, so then, we're, then we're good there. All right, so yeah. I think- the, the, but I'm, I'm telling you this. You in New Year's Six, you have twelve teams that can play in a New Year's Six bowl game that are worth substantially more money than regular bowls, right? Right. So just a, just a lot more money. They're not going to give two of those twelve slots to a small school. Well, They're one just not going to do it. One is guaranteed. One for, is guaranteed. Yeah, I'm telling you, the other one that they would have to give them the good. They they would have to to just bend the knee to the king and hope that the king grants them their wish. But I'm telling you. That ain't happening. The people that run college football are ruthless, evil sons of bitches. So BYU basically has no shot at even a New Year's Six year. I don't think so. Even unless Cincinnati, unless Cincinnati loses a game. No, but even then, it doesn't matter because BYU is not a Group of Five team. They're an independent. Are they contractually obligated to give it to a Group of Five? Yes. 
then yeah, the, okay. The highest if Cincinnati ranked, lose, then, then it's going to be Cincinnati or Boise. Yeah, the highest rated Group of Five champion. So BYU yeah. has yes, to be ranked then high right. enough. Then BYU's BYU is. I believe they. I believe they are SOL because I think the people that run this sport are greedy, evil, worthless bastards. I here's here's they've why got twelve think, spots to give a big ass check to. Yes, here's and they why ain't I gonna think, give two of them to the on. little boys. Let me let me explain here. BYU is an independent, but but let me let me tell you, BYU is traditionally a power team, right? They went independent because they thought it would be better for them than playing against the Mountain West, right? They they thought this Mountain West schedule is hurting us nationally, and they have a massive massive fan base. So if they are worried about TV ratings, BYU against any other big-time team is going to draw a big, big number. So that's why I think they could feasibly let BYU in. But, man, it is going to be tough to do that. Uh, if I mean, if you've got Cincinnati not in the playoff or, or whatever else, right? <sighs> okay. All right, yeah, that's that's the uh, the only big G five game of the weekend, really. I mean, Cincy Houston, that's two big names, but I I don't think I don't think it's big enough to uh, to discuss, you know, in the same realm as BYU and Boise. All right, is there anything else we need to cover? No, that's it, man. Let's go ahead and get out of here. You guys go over to winningcureseverything.com. We appreciate you checking out the show. Of course, subscribe everywhere you need to be subscribed. And if you're listening to this, it's a podcast exclusive. You can't get it on YouTube or any of those other places. You can only get it right here on the podcast every Sunday, every Thursday. We appreciate you for tuning in and listening to us babble on and on about a sport that we love so very, very much. You guys are fantastic for doing that. Leave a nice five-star review over at Apple. It helps us out more than you know. We don't ask for a whole lot on this show. I mean, it's free. Like, we do this out of the love of our hearts, and we would hope that you would leave a nice review out of the love of yours as well. So, go and knock that thing out. Go to sbrpicks.com slash NCAAF. Make sure that you are subscribed to the SBR Picks YouTube page. We will be over there at 11 a.m. Eastern Time on Saturday. And, uh, and yeah, with nothing else to discuss, you guys take care of yourself. Take care of each other. We will see you on YouTube and everything else on Friday. Thanks for checking out Winning Cures Everything. If you want to keep up with us, hit subscribe on YouTube or your favorite podcast app. Visit the website at winningcureseverything.com or you can like us on Facebook or follow us at Winning Cures, at GaryWCE, or at Chris B. Giannini on Twitter. Share out the show, leave a nice review, and make sure to comment and tweet at us. Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get 16-ounce packs of flavorful Angus 90% Lean Ground Sirloin for $4.99 each with a digital coupon. Then buy two, get two free on 12 packs of delicious Coca-Cola, Pepsi, or 7-Up, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger, less than five miles away. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details.